Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, and I'm coming at you with a new podcast episode with me from Germany and my friend Karina from Korea. Well, she is not actually from Korea, so Karina is a friend of mine, and we were in the same university and studied the same major together mm-hmm. for a couple of years. In the end, she ended up majoring in Korean language and I majored in Japanese language. So even though we started with the same topic, so in the end, we ended up branching apart a little bit. She went to Korea and I went to Japan. Nowadays, she is living in Korea with her husband. So she married recently and we have a strong one coming at you. We haven't talked in a while, but we dive deeply into issues of, well, what it is like living in a foreign country, life in Korea. And continue talking a lot about mental health, what panic attacks are like, and that nobody really should feel ashamed about it. Finally, we close with a little bit of small talk and talking about what motivation is like nowadays with social media out there and that there is a way to over-motivate yourself. I don't want to reveal too much here, so hope you're excited for this one. This is a big one. Thank you all for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Unfortunately, Karina's introduction audio got lost. So the first five minutes are lost and it starts quite abruptly. But um, just to rope in on the conversation we're having right now, we have been talking about both of us going to the same university, uh, the University of Bonn, and learning um, the same bachelor uh, linguistics degree, which is Asian studies, and I focused more on Japanese, while Karina also started with Japanese, but um, switched over to Korean lately, oh, after that. And um, while we're talking about that, we get to talk about how language learning starts and begins and what the best methods are. And um, I am right now rambling on about my way of learning languages, which is more like what a child is doing. So basically, when you just go out and speak to people, not caring about how good your grammar is, how good your your words actually are if your pronunciation is all right and just go ahead and speak because this is giving you being like a sponge and the more you use it the better you get at it and that's my opinion and we get right into it right here going out talking to people that's the best way on how to learn a language i feel like um for me in university it was always the best if i just went out and just talked to people That was helping so much more than just studying in a book. Yes, of course, it was necessary to learn the grammar and vocabulary and everything, but it was much more necessary and much, much faster progress I could see when I was just talking to people, doing tandem and just sit down for an hour and talk. Just don't matter if you're doing mistakes or something, just keep on talking. The more you get used to talking, the better you get. It also gives you the language ability that you need. It doesn't give you like weird words you don't ever use just in business or something like that, which generally all the books have. 
um, some form of that in. Um, but like you, you get the language you need when you're going out, when you're buying beers, and when you when you hang out with friends, right? And that's the important one. Just for your like, like comfortable living, I feel like the everyday language is what you need. This little bit like slang words and just connecting with the people, and then you'll be fine. You don't need the academic words. The same with if someone learns German and they use all these like super weird words, and then everybody's like, "Wow, where did you find that? Like, what book have you learned yeah. with? That's so weird." Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Get the yeah. stick out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it an English saying? Because in Germany, I think we say, um, yeah, what is it? Yeah. Das Stockemarsch. Das Stockemarsch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if, if it really translates to English or not. But I think it's not, the but, same, yeah. Um, I, I like the same. Yeah. I think it's the same in English, though. Some some of the things you can translate. Not everything, but <laughs> I think it's the same in English. You have, like, something up your butt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that again, it's like after a certain amount of years, you put in another in a different second or third language, you start to forget the boundaries between those. So really like forgetting that if it's an English thing or not, um, I think is, is much more hard for me because I'm learning a third language and I really start to mix everything up in my day to day life as well yeah. occasionally. Um, and the more you get used to switching as well, if you're switching like this now in German, English, and then you're talking yeah. Korean every day, um, the more you get used to switching, the harder it is, really is to, to know the boundaries of one language. And you feel like it's necessary for the other person to, to be able to speak more than one language, to really express yourself 100% and, and to give all your feelings and everything you actually Yeah, want I think to say. so too. I also think the switching is like if you... For example, if you switch between two languages most of the time and you try to switch from the third language, you will speak the other, like it doesn't match. So when I, I, I teach some German to a friend and uh, we normally speak English, so when I explain something in German to her, I switch back into Korean instead of English. And I don't know why. Like, <laughs> So I will speak English with her and then we use some German sentence. And then if I want to start explaining about it, I will speak Korean. And <laughs> it's just like there's no... <laughs> I'm not really sure why. It just happens that between the two languages, switching back is not possible. I have the third that just comes automatically out. It's very, very frustrating sometimes, especially for my student, I guess, because she doesn't speak so much Korean, so she doesn't get it. But yeah, it's just hard to switch. And even when I speak with my parents in German, um, I will use a lot of Korean words because I cannot think about the German or then will be English and it's just all mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what happens. And I don't know if, if there's a fix for that or if, if that gets better over time. Like for us, how many, t how, how many years have we spent learning the language I now? Six, yeah. six, seven years maybe, and not all active learning. Yeah. So a lot of that is just passive learning and talking. Um, so yeah, maybe that will change once you're like twenty, thirty years within the language, maybe. or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's also know. like the fluency level. Like for me to switch between German and English is quite easy, and I can almost express like most of the things I want to do in English without big problems. 
So I feel like the more yeah. like fluent you get in a language, the easier it is to switch. So if Korean, if my Korean level would be the same as English, then maybe switching between German, English, and Korean would not be so hard. Also, when you learn new language, yeah, then yeah. you can just better sort your thoughts. I I see that I see that, um, but the same exact same thing is is with me as well. Like my Japanese is still way behind my English, and my English fluency is completely fine as my German fluency. Sometimes I feel like my English yeah, is better than so my German too. because I <laughs> tend to only consume <laughs> only consume English media, right. watch English movies, and I don't really do anything in German anymore. I. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm starting to become the old grumpy person, <laughs> um, but the other way around. Like if you got old people living in 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 Germany as well, older people that are like always, oh, why are you talking English? Like yeah. this is German, this is German. Yeah. You gotta talk German, right? But um, I feel like I'm becoming all the way the other way around and saying like, why are you not international enough? Why do you why do you need to listen right. to it in German? Is your English not good enough? And uh, I generally try to consume everything I do in, in English as best as possible yeah. because I feel like I don't really need the German anymore I, I know it I, it's my mother tongue so um, there's no point to learn anymore and I won't be using it forever in the future because I'm definitely gonna live some other places mm. again and I won't stay here in Germany yeah. forever so that, I guess that that's my, my thought yeah I actually I do not really enjoy the German language itself like I feel the it's too complicated and too, so long words. Like I can say everything much faster and quicker with English or even like actually Korean is best for that. There's like one word, you, one word, you express everything. It's perfect. So, mm. but that's, I guess that's kind of like personality wise. I just like to talk and talk fast. So shorter sentence is better for me. And, and I also, I read mostly in English and like movies and everything also. But sometimes like, I found in our like local bookstore, I found some German books and I was really excited about it because I haven't read like a German book in, let's say like maybe two or three years, I guess. <laughs> so it's really excited and it's actually like more like a literary, literary work. So that's like cool. So you have the really nice sentence and the pretty, like, I don't know. I was really excited about it and I really enjoyed it. And then I thought, oh, maybe German is not too bad after all. Maybe spending some time with, like, literally, like, some work of art connected to German is, is different from mm -hmm. just everyday conversation. Oh. Yeah, it's um, reading and, and yeah. talking and listening is... Yeah. Completely different, though, I feel like. Yeah, I could never watch German movies. They are really bad. <laughs> like, like movies in German language are just... Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do that I anymore. I, I haven't been doing that now for, like, <laughs> 10 years or so. But this 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 is one, um, one, um, one person I was talking to. Um, when the new, what was it? Like some series on Amazon came out and uh, American series and everyone was excited for it. I think it was uh -huh. Top Gear, the new Top Gear season or whatever. And um, I, I watched the old ones, but I, I basically watched them all in, in original yeah. language, right? And I was talking to a colleague and he was like, 
Oh yeah, I'm totally excited for it, but um, mm, I I like to watch it original, right? I'm like, yeah, sure, definitely. Like, why would you watch it in German? He's like, no, but I need the subtitles. <laughs> I'm like, what? Really? Like, I can understand if your English level is not that good that you're still learning, but even then, don't put the subtitles in German. I mean, like watching with English. If you put mm-hmm. subtitles, put them in English. Well, but that is like. If if you don't understand, then you really need it, right? Like, <laughs> but you you won't get better if you just put it all in in the same but language. If you, I mean, like, I don't know about the person, but if they do not have the same like fluency in English, then they really need it for learning. And I think it's better to listen to the English and read the German than put the dubbing, because then there's no point at all, right? So yes, well, if you that of course still, that of course right, I, I want see to that. get the content right and get like. To know where the drama is going, then you just need it. I don't know. But it's it's hard for me to believe. Maybe I'm a little <laughs> preoccupied there, but it's hard for me to believe that um, someone who went to basically the same schools like I did, who went to um, gymna- gymnasium or like yeah. what is it, high schools, did their uh, German abitur, went to university, studied, and is basically the same age as that I am is not able to understand English at a level where they don't need German subtitles anymore. It's hard for me to to comprehend that. But I mean, like, I don't know. I can, I I mean, there's, if you think about, for example, the, like, Japanese or Korean English level of the basic university graduate, (laughs) if there's no subtitles, even with, like, English subtitles, it's not going to be working right so i guess it's just a way of like how you learn the language and even for other german in our university as well like i had courses uh, in english even though like at the german university my art classes and the teacher switched to german to english for making us more like international like preparing for the international market i would say so very useful thing i guess <laughs> not everybody does that well it's really yeah. cool And we needed to do presentation, right, in English. And so many people couldn't do it, even though they prepared for that at home, right? Like, you can make a script and just read it, or, I don't know, you can have some time with it. So it was not on the spot speak English now. It was really, you had time to prepare your report and presentation. But still, like, yeah, not everybody's able to do it. So I don't don't know. I don't really want to judge about that, like, if... Yeah. Someone is able to do it. That's great. And if somebody needs some help or a little bit more time, then I guess that's fine as well. Just trying to do it. Is, uh, yeah, mm. I, I don't think it's a bad thing if you yeah. don't know the language because you're still learning, and everyone right. is still learning, right? You you know you have a different different preset of how much it is as well. So, for example, like you said before, you have still so much to yeah. learn in Korean. <laughs> um. I don't know the language. I just know the very standard sets of saying hello and uh, goodbye mm-hmm. and something like that. So I don't really have the complete... I, I know how much, how far languages go, but I can't judge a person on how good they are or whatever. But the better you get, the more you see of the whole field as well. So the more you think you are really actually not knowing much. So i think there, there's there's a word for that as well there's this bias that exists like if you don't know much about something or if you're a stupid person right if, if you don't really open yourself up to to getting more information um you think you're the best you're the greatest 
because you within the same within the 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 field that you can see and that you know you already have like 90% knowledge or something but if you were a little bit smarter and would see a much bigger radius you would see like oh i'm actually not smart because um, i don't know much yeah like change your point of view so, you mean like the the angle you're looking at yes. something yes mm. and and that's a bias that exists that why smart people usually think themselves they are worse than they actually are and people that that are not that smart that they think they are the best and they can do everything even though they are much worse off than other people um that's like your your basically your confirmation bias of of seeing okay well because you do have a different different angle on everything and you are able to much better judge someone and how fluent and how proficient they are in korean and um, thereby also in, in a lot of other languages, in English as well. Um, but if, if you're really at the beginning, you don't really know how much yeah, you got to right. learn. And how much there is yeah. to it. I think that's right. So, um, you said you, you, you went abroad the first time, learned English. Yes. <laughs> um, as far as I remember that was Australia, Yeah, I went right? actually to New Zealand first and uh, then I switched after six months to go to Australia for another seven months. So I was, I had like one working holiday year after my graduation from high school. And yeah, I started out in New Zealand and I did some au pair and nanny work. And it was quite, it was very, how can I say that, like, yeah, it's just make like a mark in my life, <laughs> the leaving home and uh, I was 19 and I left yeah. home for the first time properly and I moved like once around the world. So New Zealand is, if you think about the globe, New Zealand is exactly on the other side from Germany. <laughs> Even the time difference is 24 yeah. hours, so one one way around. And the flight was crazy, my first like couple of months were crazy, but... It was it was pretty cool and I learned a lot about myself and like just yeah it was just really really cool crazy crazy time <laughs> crazy year <laughs> yeah what I'm interested in is um, figuring out or finding out why some people do that and why some uh -huh. people don't and um, where the benefits are of actually opening your yourself to going out to experience something in in foreign countries because as you as you might know there's still a lot of people stuck in their own home country that have no idea and no don't even want to think about going outside because they think everything else is just yeah. shit and um i i believe that that is is keeping a lot of people at home like a lot of people not being able to think about it openly and thinking like yes other countries are good as well. Other countries have good food as well. Other countries have nice people as well. Um, if they are not, if they open up themselves a little bit more and be less scared of of that, I think it would help all of us in in the long term, and would help us to accept each other much more, and would lead to, I guess, less yeah. racism as well in the end, right? The more open you are, we are, I guess, both of us are kind of that that kind of person that like tends to go out to the outside and more like be interested in something that you don't didn't have you haven't seen yeah, yet definitely. right 
So really opening this up and being exposed to other cultures, different languages, and that helped, at least from my own experience, that helped me to um, realize that, yes, we are basically all the same. I couldn't care less about being a German and yeah, being nationalistic. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do right, I have right. from that? I don't have anything from it. I count myself as a human. We're all people. So um, I really want to push people more into that direction of uh, um, of being more nice to each other as well, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that can be fostered by going outside and by exposing yourself and by just putting yourself out there and being like, let's just get this experience and let it happen. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. Like, um, oh yeah, I don't even know where to start. There's <laughs> so much to say about that. So I definitely think that um, going abroad, going even even if you go to another European country, like you don't have to go like me, like all the way around or some some crazy place. Like just leaving like your own comfort zone, I guess you could say. Like going out, um, going outside there and just doing something that you're not used to. Meeting new people, um, meeting people from other nationalities to learn about the culture and um, also lose a little bit of this. Uh, like thinking that everything is right in your own country and other countries do do different, so it's wrong kind of thinking. This will change when when you experience the other countries, yeah, as a person. And um, yeah, I think like from for my from my personal experience, the time I spent in New Zealand and Australia was um, not so much like a cultural shock because like they are still very like similar in ways like yeah I would say similar not the same but similar in ways with uh, Germany as well but like the time I spent in Asia was definitely like a big change of my attitude as well and yeah just learning new things about the way you can see the world and also like points that we like don't really take for take so seriously in our everyday lives in Germany so which you only can experience when you go somewhere else and think like oh you can do it like that as well like it's like another possibility to do things uh, which is like embedded in the culture and the way of thinking so it definitely helps uh, to categorize less and like black and white or like this is right this is wrong like there will be more like facets to the whole to your process of thinking, I would say. Yeah. It also makes you realize things that are really good about your own country. Like, I would always, like, think that, oh, this is, like, different at home, and this is really good part of Germany. Like, there's, for example, the health system or some other kind of thing. You know, you can you can really see if, if the country didn't develop like this, then we would be like that, or some kind of, you know, you can do a comparison. Much better if you have another example so yeah I think going abroad helps with all of these things and it also helps in your personal development like you will just be more open to other people's thought and emotions and just getting along on different levels I guess so I would not miss it how how do you think yeah definitely me neither um, uh, there, there's definitely a point and you, you put it quite easily to understand I think um, what I wanted to say as well like it's it's definitely um, helps you in your personal development as well but how do you think that um, or how did it show for you 
personally. You mean like what changed um, about me how, during the time? Yeah, what changed about you and um, mm. how did you realize? Well, well, actually, like most people that get to know me first would think that I'm very extroverted and I talk a lot and like I'm very open-minded person <laughs> I would say like that from my friend but actually like when I was abroad I really noticed that um, there's a lot of things that I'm scared of to do like things you would do when you have friends around or your family around but if you're on your own living in another country there's so many things that just it's not maybe scared is not the right word but just like taking it slowly like you don't you're not so sure like the security leaves you a little bit because you're on your own and then you will find out like if you're really this person that everybody thought you are or also that you thought about yourself like your your point of view of your own personality changes through these new experience like so for me for example it's very hard for me to to make a phone call or to go somewhere by myself like even if it's a restaurant Yeah, so <laughs> are you surprised by that? <laughs> uh, really? That's, that's yeah, news yeah. to me. Yeah, I'm a little bit so surprised. When, when I first came, when I first went abroad, it was very hard for me to make friends because I would not leave like, the house, like the safety. Like, of course, I would go to school and meet some people, but to make like real connection with somebody, it is very mm -hmm. difficult if before, I mean, you had school or university, you will see the same people again and again, so you will grow closer. But if you're all by yourself in a country where you don't have anything to do, like you don't have a club, you don't have a school, you're just doing your work basically, um, to find like friends and make a connection with somebody or just like try something new by yourself, like go to a restaurant alone or go to a museum by yourself, that was really scary for me at the beginning. I would always think like, oh, people will stare at you, you're like by yourself or <laughs> something like that. Like, you're so weird, you're the loner over there. So I was just, um, yeah, it gave me a really hard time at the beginning. And then, you know, after my six months in New Zealand, when I went to Australia, I really tried to make, like, a pact with myself to be more brave and just try more things and just don't be so much in my hat and just go out there. So I would go to a movie by myself, which is something you would never do in Germany, I guess, or, like... At least not many people do. Um, Just yes, uh, I I know I know some people yeah. that love to do that, um, and I personally am someone I like to go to a restaurant by myself. See, so I was really like I hate um, eating by myself. I think it's very sad, and I cannot share the yummy food with somebody. Like I want to talk about it and be like, you know. Yeah. So going by myself was always something I would not really do. And movie as well, like buying the ticket by myself and just standing there with my popcorn yeah. <laughs> you know it's just so a little yeah. sad so <laughs> but I just started doing this and it helped so much and also like applying for some some course or some exercise thing and then meeting people and you were just yeah I was just feeling like I grow with this kind of experience and I didn't even know that I had this room to grow before I left Because in Germany, I would be the extrovert and I would have friends and I would do stuff and everything is fine, you know. But if you're by yourself, out, then you will notice, oh, actually, this is something I should work on, like my personality and the way I live my life. And it definitely helped me to do that more, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Very nice. Very nice saying. Yes. It helped you give you more room to grow, even though you didn't know that right, there right, was right. room to have. Um, yeah. Like if you just go out once, you see that how much bigger the world actually is, and how much more you room there is not just physically, but yeah. like for you mentally and for you in in your character as well. Like, yeah. And I I basically have very very similar experience to that. Um, that I that you really start to to look at yourself, not not just yourself, but you look at yeah. everything completely different because you're challenged every day. You're challenged with new things. You're challenged with um, new experience, new new cultures, yeah. new languages, and every day uh, that you get new input from from something. So you always need to be a little bit on the edge. I feel like you're always like in a in a mode where you're are much more mm. present you're much more willing to learn because it's necessary for you in that moment you can't just go back and talk to your family and tell them how yeah. bad everything is well you can but <laughs> theoretically yes you could theoretically yes but um at a certain point i think everyone has enough um shame that they wouldn't do that That they would just would be no. I'm whatever I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna go back in the next two months. I'm gonna stay here for one year. I'm gonna show everyone I can do it. So I think th this part of being competitive as well pays in. I I think there's people that don't care about that, but as far as I know, like most of my friends and most people I know generally have this this kind don't of competitiveness. So when yeah. yes, exactly. Um, having a little bit of grit and just just pushing through it. I would also say it's a little bit like if I think about like my family. Um, if I would tell my parents that I'm having like super hard time or like it's not going well or something, they will worry, right? And I don't want them to worry. I want like and the first yeah. thing I can already hear my mother's voice like it's just saying like you know you can always come back like just come back kind of thing. But you know if you share this thing, it's not. I don't want to go back. I know I'm having a hard time, but this is like something I want to do and I want to experience, but like, you know what I mean? Like the worry part. And if someone kind of allows you to come back and say, it's fine, nobody will say anything. If you have a hard time, then just come home. This like, and then you will be like, yeah, maybe I should, but actually you don't want to. And yeah, this is yeah. parents are like that, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's that weird part of about adversary, right? Like all the friends you got in life, that are really distinct and really have their own characters. They went through some kind of yeah. stuff, right? They went abroad themselves. They like overcame adversity in some kind of way or they forced themselves to go out of their comfort zone in some way or the other. And those are the most interesting relationships you, you got basically in your life, right? And once you become a parent, well, I don't know how it is, but... I'm just looking at it this way. Like you probably want to shield your children from everything yes, that's course. bad. So you want them to, to live the perfect life. And, but that's not possible because we are all stupid. <laughs> like we only learn from having our own experience, from having our own butt kicked sometimes that, yeah, well, you need to touch a hot surface to know mm. it's hot and then you won't ever do it again. But that's how you learn, right? Yeah, right. It's, it's very hard just to learn from something someone tells you. And if your dad tells you, look, um, you shouldn't eat this because it's not going to taste good. <laughs> um, you're not going to do it because you're going to look at it and look, wow, this looks amazing and take a bite. You and know. then 
if you don't like it, yeah, you know, but you need to experience. And I generally found myself that I'm really reliant on that. I, I just can't really learn from people telling me something because then I want to do it much more. (laughs) Yeah. For, for a lot of things I like, if, if someone tells me, Oh, this is not good for you. You shouldn't do this or you can't do it or something like that. I'm willing to do it much more to show them. Yes, I can do it. And, um, I need to make up my own mind about something. So, um, yeah, that's why it's hard for me to just learn from stories. It's, through books, it works a little bit, but it only works if I put it into practice. Um, it doesn't work if I just read it. I can accept it and I can think about it, but I really need to constantly be, be going at the same topic and rethinking the problem until I really reach a conclusion that I can be, be fine with it, I understand oh. and accept. I really need to make like all these theoretical com- constructs, yeah. put them into practice somewhere because if i don't do that i i can't really really learn i, it. I strongly rely um, on other people's like advice or opinion like i always want to hear different like points of views and different stories before i can actually make up my mind by myself so um that's probably also why all my friends always <laughs> like you know when you have some kind of crisis or something you need to talk like I have to talk about it with a thousand people and get like all the possible like mm. opinions and thoughts from others before mm. I can like think, oh, maybe this is right way to do something. But I'm not really so mm. strongly like active in the process, I guess. Like you just said, like you will have your own construction and you have to try it yourself. I will just be like, before trying, I want to hear everything about it and then I will... So mm-hmm. it's it's different different personality I guess for us. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't rely on my friends yeah, a lot. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like um, it, it it is still I, I think a good friend is uh, his own or her own personality definitely, but they also have like the ability just mm-hmm. to listen to transform into a mirror so you could talk to yourself uh-huh. through them. Um, that's what, what I realized a lot that even though I've relied a lot on my friends and gotten advice from them, sometimes that advice is just them listening to me and me talking mm, to I myself. Guess I see. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, it, and it's, it's, it's much easier. That's why, like I, I started this podcast just yeah. talking by myself and I have not been able to listen to that at all because it. Like the first thing I listened to was one minute and I was like, Jam, you got to get better because this is so <laughs> fucking boring. I don't think anybody will ever listen to this. Uh, that's why I, I, I just stopped most like basically and tried to get people on because if there's people on, you can always have a together something. There's, you always get more out when we're talking to someone because you get different opinions, different viewpoints, you get different stories and... Um, that makes it so much more yeah. effective and that's why as well if i if i want to talk i can talk to someone but talk through them to myself yeah. as well uh it's it's weird to explain no but i, 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 I get it you mean like this is like just now you explain something to me and i w- i can counter with the same thing in different words and then you'll be like oh yeah that's exactly what i meant but i couldn't really say that because i didn't know that that was what i meant like you know it's kind of, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. 
Yeah, I think that's right. They, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I really wonder on how you can approach people to get more this this nuanced or more, more this open look to the world in general. Because if I see that someone is um, stopping themselves from learning English, from talking English or feeling scared of English, um, the way to approach them is not via English, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then again, I feel it's nowadays, it's so necessary to learn this language because the whole world will be able to converse and to, to have a communication with you that um, you can't really block yourself anymore and that it's it's so necessary to, to at least be able to um, have a basic understanding of, of, of the English language. Yeah, you mean like how you can like approach somebody and like try to make this person change their minds if they are like blocking English or they're not being very open-minded, like closed off, you mean like... Yeah, like the open-minded, the open-minded thing is, is, is one of the big things once because especially lately through corona right now as well um i feel like people are just blocking themselves in in their own house in their own bubble of uh information like they only get information from one source and they are happy yeah. with that i don't know if you're, you're aware but in germany there's been a lot of demonstration yeah, lately about, about people being scared about the the mask rules we have here and um, if it's just that, that's fine. But if you go to a demonstration with a lot of people, there's all different emotions and ideas coming in as well. So the next thing that led to was like conspiracy yeah. theories of, well, Bill Gates wants to, wants all of us to, um, like what's it called, inflicted, um, to get a shot, yeah. like medical shots. Yeah. Like, <sighs> why is this the next step? Why is this the next step to, well, we need to be unified against the virus. Why is the next step such a weird a conspiracy theory um, and that, that all people follow up, right? Um, and I, I believe it might be because people really like only stick to their own circle of um, friends and their own... Nowadays, even less, yeah. right? They don't get conflicting um, conflicting viewpoints anymore. They just get their own. If you go online, if you read about something, you only look for the confirmation of your own, um, own your, of your own biases. So you're just within only this one circle of information and um, you don't get out anymore. And that's what I feel like just by living or having the mental, the, the freedom in your head to experience something in different languages as well really keeps you engaged and keeps you able to look at things more like mm -hmm. objectively. Yeah, I think you're right. But I also think this is very, like, um, depending on the person. Like, depending on the person you already were before the corona and depending on your viewpoint of, like, politics and, I don't know, like, however you live your life. So if, yeah, I think it's very, very dependent on that. And I think the corona or, like, any kind of crisis or problem that comes up, affects people differently so um i don't know like if i talk to my friends in germany and here 
the responses are very different. So in Germany, everybody is like on lockdown and uh, so strongly affected by the corona. And of course, your emotions will be much more stronger then because you're like your life has changed because of it. And like, I mean, the whole demonstration about the no mask thing, like, let's not talk about that. I get really <laughs> agitated about these kind of things. And um I mean, you could go like, ahead. You can you can yeah, leave everything just, here. It's just, yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know where to start with that. Like, it's just get goosebumps. <laughs> Seriously. And also the whole, like, conspiracy therapy thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I just feel like it's it's just, it's just, I, I, I don't even know where. It's, seriously, it's so hard to put in words how how I, like, think about it. Because right now I'm not in Germany, so I cannot really feel the atmosphere or understand how how it is really affecting. I just know that my life here in Korea has almost, like, not changed at all. Like, the response was great. The government is doing everything they can. They are testing. There's, like the modern facilities like we get every time there's a corona patient somewhere i will get a text message telling me exactly where this person was so i can avoid these areas and like not just me like national they will get like everybody who lives in seoul will get a message saying like mm. in this area there were like three people who went to this place and so please don't go there and they organize like mask for free even for the foreigners that are not listed like so many like exchange students and foreigners they you know you needed to buy mm. the mask with like your your card like your id card and then lots of people didn't have one so they just arranged for it so it's very um effective and good can hmm? uh can you uh, i i don't know what it is buying masks with your id card can ah you yeah so the when it first like you know in asia the wearing the mask when you were sick was already before corona a thing like in in almost yeah. all asian countries uh, it's very normal to wear a mask to leave your germs by yourself and not give to other people which is yeah. a good system because there's so much more people on small spaces so if you think just about the train in the morning uh, you will stand very close to everybody and if you have a cough, then it will be everywhere. So it's very, very normal thing here to wear face mask if you have a cold or whatever kind of thing. Um, so when Corona became like more strongly, uh, obviously everybody went to buy more face masks, the same as everywhere in the world. And then the government right. said, okay, we need to control this because we don't know how severe the situation will be. So you could go to the pharmacy on specific days only and buy a specific amount of masks with the last number on your ID card. So, for example, I'm born in 1990, so the last number is zero, and then Monday would be zero and number one, and then Tuesday would be two and three. And so there was a system for what, yeah, so for, and then on the in the pharmacy, like there would be long lines in front of the pharmacies and you could only buy mm. with your like ID card showing it. So this was to um, mm. kind of avoid this hoarding that you would just go from pharmacy to pharmacy and buy all the masks and then the hospitals or other people don't oh, have yeah. any. Right. So they controlled this very effectively yeah. uh, right from the beginning. So, yeah, it was just it was just cool. Like I thought this was very very great that they could do it like this and i never once thought that yeah, this goes against my human rights or any kind of bullshit like that because 
like wearing a mask and um, making it mandatory is like the best thing you can do right now. And yeah, the whole like discussion about if the mask really helps or they don't help or all this stuff that was at the beginning is just just kind of fell through here. So it was just common sense to wear the mask, try to protect yourself and others with it, yeah. wash your hands, use the sanitizer. That's yeah. like the basic thing. And that worked really well. The numbers went down. At the moment, they're going up again because there's like some crazy people with the churches. Mm -hmm. And this is another thing. Totally ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah. But it was really well under control. So I don't know. Like I can understand that some people in Germany where the situation was like much stronger, there was much more like governmental, um, how do you say, like mixing into the life of everybody the 1.5 meter like there was more like rules established and more pressure on the individual i guess which was not the case in asia but still it worked better like that is maybe the thing why everybody is also upset i guess because they're doing all of these rules and like following the rules and then still there are over thousand people infected every day and right it's just um yeah, it's just crazy numbers, if you think about it. Yeah, there's a lot of things been here. And I wasn't here in the very yeah. beginning either. Like, I was I was stuck, and that's a story for itself as well. So I was stuck in Japan for a while. Um, when the coronavirus hit, and when it started to get worse, it was like middle March, right? Yeah. Somewhere around that time. Year, yeah. And at the beginning of March, I flew out mm. to Japan. Um, it was planned to be just a two weeks vacation style, but it became like a month. Okay. Um, Good for you. So, <laughs> oh, yes, it was it was okay, but like I also had a lot of stress in that yeah, time. Sure. But you could imagine, like, um, will I be able to go back? What am I doing here? So, um, let me start at the beginning. The beginning was like, well. January 1991. No, I thought <laughs> we got to start there. But uh, like beginning, I, I, I got on the flight, went to Japan and was planning to stay there for two weeks. And while I was there, everything shut down in Germany. Germany completely just, just shut down. People needed to stay home. Um, people stopped working in the offices. And I, I got a sub, some information from my parents as well. Like you always in every every supermarket you only needed to take a card, uh, yeah. cart with you my parents told me as it's well. weird they told me it was just total um, chaos <laughs> yeah and um my dad telling me that he just saw someone being uh, like every supermarket had like security at that point and he saw someone being beat up because oh they didn't want to put on their mask like like ridiculous yeah. stories as well and um in japan it was really not that bad like they were telling people to stay at home yeah. and not go out, not mingle that much anymore, um, which we did, and to wear masks, which yeah, we did. Just so uh, it, it wasn't really that hard. It's, thinking, like it's not that hard. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And well, I still n know some signs behind the mask of like if you're the only one wearing a mask, it won't protect you. Yes, of course it won't. Yeah. Because everyone else is coughing on you and the mask won't protect you from getting infected. It protects others from being infected by you. So the, the reason behind wearing it, I think, is not clear to a lot of people. Yeah. And 
a part of that also i think is is if you is the same vaccination thing right vaccination is not just for you it's for keeping all the other people safe if everyone is vaccinated everyone else is safe not not just about you you can't just vaccinate yourself if everyone else has the illness you will get it someday as well um it's it's about having the herd immunity that everyone is vaccinated and that everyone is wearing a mask and a lot of people don't understand it they, they think it's like an impact having an impact on their own personal um life and personal space and they just don't want anybody touching it and are completely against it and there's been so many people out here talking about yeah i can't really uh, breathe through the mask and like no everybody can like that, that's made for breathing through literally yeah i mean yeah like, it's uncomfortable in there. right like i wear normal i wear it's, the glasses yes, of course. the glasses will be it's so hot outside now so you have Forked the fog up, yeah. on it and the makeup like it's all stuck in the mask and <laughs> like there's so many things like that just but you still do it yeah i'm, I'm not yes i'm not saying it's not uncomfortable uh, on the contrary but it's just People are exaggerating totally. everything to a point because they are just not happy about something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, in the beginning, like, where everything shut down and people need to take 1.5 meters distance as well here. Like, they, they drew lines across the whole supermarkets. Um, that was weird as well because it didn't really work mm. because, like, the people, the staff working in the supermarkets were still walking around normal. <laughs> um like if you if you need 1.5 meters distance uh, you still need to buy your 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 things in supermarket yeah. somehow right but they still touch your stuff like if you buy flour or something they still touch it pull it across the cash register mm. and give it back to you so there is someone's germs on there anyways yeah so a lot of those those things were quite unnecessarily um and it wouldn't have made a difference if you had those in place or not in mm. place um I, I believe that the mask, making mask mandatory, was a good yeah. thing, but like all the other rules, are just. If you have enough, if you could think about it yourself and understand, the rules behind it, then you make sure yourself that yes, you're staying away from from, big clumps of people and don't really, push up to anybody. And I think that's what those, um might have come down to right now so a lot of people tend to stay at least a little bit away and not clump up together like they used to before corona but i'm, I'm not really sure if yeah i think like if that came down to our perspective like i'm not really sure if that's for everybody but for my part at least like is is like uh how can i say like the scariness factor of the disease like I don't really, I'm not really worried about it. I don't really know how to say this without so sounding weird, yeah. but I'm very like secure in my thinking that I will not catch Corona. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just like this kind of invisible disease that is, it's scary to some point, but I'm just like, yeah. if, if I wear the mask and I wash my hands, I'll be fine. Like, this doesn't mean that this is not a serious thing to to be concerned about, but it's just like my like mental status is not strongly affected by it. Like I don't get super scared, but I feel like especially like in my workplace, my coworkers, 
so scared. Like, they're so scared. They're using the disinfectant thing all the time, everywhere, which is good for me because, I mean, if they disinfect everything, then <laughs> it's better, right? But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I feel like maybe... Maybe the like mentality in Europe is also a little bit like that. Like we will not catch it. We'll be fine. So why yeah. why oh, is yeah. all oh, of yeah. this like this is you know, like we we're going to be okay and then everybody just meets some friends and yeah, the risk is just higher. So I'm not really sure if this is like a cultural thing or just I don't know, like it's just Yeah, that's it's very interesting hearing you say that because um the, the the moment you said, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to be fine, uh, my reaction would be, yes, I think the same thing. And I believe a lot of people out there think, think that. Yeah. And that's why it's so hard to keep them. Rem- and they that's why you need to keep them reminded of, well, even though the chance might be very slim yeah. that you get it, you might get it. And it might be yeah, a bad yeah. thing. Right. But... Um, just just from 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 all, all, all the things we're doing with the disinfecting and stuff, yes, it, it's definitely not bad. It will help out. And yes, people needed to figure out how to wash their hands a million years ago because <laughs> um, if you just on the toilet and don't wash your hands correctly, yes, that that's what happens. You have like some germs on yeah. there, and um, that might have gotten better as well. But I feel a lot of things that is not in the discussion yet is about how to take care of your health in general. Yeah, it's definitely different, but, right? Like different different mindsets somehow about these things. I feel like um, like if you think about like mental health things, which is definitely connected to the to the virus situation, to the lockdown and everything. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's I mean, I'm not sure about other European countries, but in Germany, it is very, like, frowned upon to say that you have some kind of mental issue in any way, like burnout or whatever, like, even before the whole corona thing. That was just very, like, how do I say that without sounding like that? But just making fun of it and taking it not seriously, depression, everything like that is just something you should, like, get through and everybody feels down sometimes like all these kind of things you you would hear and i feel in in what i always say asia but actually like i only have been living in korea and i feel this is like my comparison right like the way i yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's okay. so um here it is this much more serious thing so you you can take time off and you can tell somebody like i'm feeling not up to my normal thing or I, I have like some serious mental problem with something or there's something I'm scared of, oh, right? Like you can just talk about it more openly and people will understand and they will say, yeah, you should take a rest, you know, you should go talk to somebody. It's very like, it's just not more normalized, I think, than in Germany where lots and lots and lots of people still think that the whole mental thing is not really something you should take so seriously. Like, it's yeah. getting more and more, um, but more like a trend, like fit, fit being fit and doing yoga and stuff like that. I, yes, so uh, definitely. I think you touched on a very great point there. Um, I'm also wondering why it is good in Korea, because I know from Japan that it's much worse in Japan than it is in Germany. Ah, really? Yes, because in Japan, it's like, you're not even supposed to talk about it. Ah, really? Okay. 
Yes. Well, you know from you know that Japan they always have had like the the system of honne and um, tatemai. Yeah. So like either like showing the personality you to show to someone and the personality you are, which you are yeah. really yourself, right? So and that's a concept you use in different um, different times as well. So if you're out with your friends, you generally don't really show yourself. Yeah, I think that's a very and Japanese. You're always putting up. Yeah. Like it's different in Korea. <laughs> it's very different. I, I don't. To be to be honest, I don't think it's it's just a Japanese thing. I think it's a thing everywhere because everyone just puts on some kind of act yes, yes, of to course, keep themselves yes, yes. but just like for that you would get like mental stress out of it this point is i i can imagine that being a problem in japan that's what i want to say yeah. yes yes and because they have this divide it's it's not really common to talk about what we really feel you just need to deal with it somehow and that's why it's not good if you if you need to go to, to a professional psychologist mm. or consulting or like um, whatever options there are and um, people will rather not do it and just say well it's nothing I can deal with it myself um, and not even talk about it at all mm. that's also I think one of the reasons why there's the, like um suicide rate and whatever like yeah. all these this 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 mental issues you get from overwork and um yeah karoshi death through overwork yeah, yeah, right yeah. um and all of that could just be like limited or stopped the, the more mental health uh actions people will take on themselves right, right? and I, I don't think it's it's bad in any way if you think throughout this corona crisis that you are off weirdly that you're feeling bad that you're feeling sad that you're feeling mm. down i think everybody is feeling affected by it because mm-hmm. something on this scope and this size like doesn't happen normally and it affects everyone differently some people might be affected because they got the virus some other people might be affected because they can't meet friends anymore other people might be affected because of the work others because they can't meet their boyfriend girlfriend anymore because they're living abroad right mm. so there's a lot of different um different different um settings here and all of them push and pull you down i don't don't think there's a way that you could completely be ineffected by coronavirus and and if if it's um if you're fine with it yeah that, that that's okay then you you should count yourself lucky about it um, because I think everyone, at least for a little bit, is affected by it. Yeah, I think so too, definitely. And even if you're not directly and affected, then maybe someone in your close like circumstance will be affected, and that will affect you. Like even if you do not feel this correct. strongly about it, if you see somebody else, or like kind of suffering because of it, it will affect you again as well, right? That's just correct. This is yeah. And um, I think it's very great that it's very good that Korea is um, open to like I don't know psychoanalysis or whatever options there are out there Um, and I think as you have said as well it is getting better in Germany slowly because in my opinion it's because of the influence of uh, American media like the US in the media and the younger day, younger people nowadays, they all like us consume English media a lot, 
they listen to English, I don't know, news sources, they watch English language um, Netflix series or something like that, right? So it's becoming more international and in the US it's a big, big push. Like everyone is really feeling that anxiety is something that you need to occasionally go to to someone to get not just treated but like helped out right coach yeah it's also something so to life coaching is a big thing like acknowledge that you have it yeah definitely yeah, so yeah and it's like it's not i think a lot of people also get it wrong because it's not it doesn't mean you're ill oftentimes um, people get diagnosed with an illness because it's easier for them sel- themselves to to put this outside of their own like uh, their own expectations. So, for example, what I want to say is, um, if a person will have problems of um, losing weight or gaining yeah. weight, in my 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 case, um, you get classed as an illness because it's easier for you to work with that because you say, well, it's not my fault. I'm doing my best. I can do my best and I can get out of it. it. Your responsibility is gone or like at least lowered. And that helps the person himself. But for all the other people around, they say, oh, you're ill, really? Like that that concept of an illness and constructing like that you're mentally ill, I don't like. Because I think it's quite natural for everybody to feel down sometimes or to, to feel good and have a high sometimes as well. So, like, really classing itself as an illness is just the practically what helps you out the most, what helps the patient in that case out the most. But de, de facto, it's, it's not really an illness. It's just something that you have motivational issues. You can't motivate yourself. Yes, like everybody else. And... Yeah. Um, it's just for you finding your own way through that. So um, if it's like through coaching, if it's like through meditation, if it's like through um, going, forcing yourself out of your own comfort zone, um, I think there's a lot of really good, good, good actions you can take that don't really need to have you like become ill person in the mind of other people either. Yeah. And it, you shouldn't be classed as an ill person just from once going through a psychoanalyst or like a doctor yeah. and having him look at it. Basically, what the doctor is doing is like a physical doctor is doing for for your body, right? They're checking if everything is okay mm-hmm. and they're trying to Help. put it to your attention. Yeah. And it physically, it's quite easy if you say, oh, yeah, my knee hurts. And if you continue saying that and ignoring it, it's not going to be good. Same thing with your mind. If you keep saying, "Oh, I feel so, I feel so bad every weekend, uh, every time the work starts," like um, Monday starts and like, "Oh, dang, I'm already gone. You're already down." Um, you have that sometimes, and if it continues on, you really need to figure out why it is and need to change something. Yeah, and if you have someone that is a professional in that field that knows how to ask the right questions. Um, then you can start realizing it yourself. And that's the important part. It's not that you're ill. You just don't ask the right questions. You're hiding the fact from yourself that you're actually bad because you don't want anything to change for the worse. Yeah, I also think that sometimes um, you like, okay, I will, I will speak for myself. So last Go year ahead. was really hard for me. Last year was very, very hard. And I had a panic attack 
in the plane when I was going on holiday. So it was a really like big shock. So I didn't know that I had this like stress level pushed me so high that there would be this panic attack. And at the moment, I also didn't realize that it was a panic attack. Like I was just feeling like really bad. And I want this like flight and what is this called? Like in English, the you want to get away. You want to run away. The adrenaline goes up. So in the plane, that's not possible. So I kind of fainted because of all the, yeah, it's actually not funny. It's a serious story. But uh, yeah, like looking at it now, it's just really like, I didn't know what to do. And yeah, it was really bad. So um there was that. So did did they get did they get a doctor or what? Well, it was happened? shortly after we took off. So um, I was trying like I couldn't sit together with my husband because we went late to check in. So I was sitting in the in the window seat and there were two people next to me at the back of the plane and we just left and I just felt this like like yeah like I I was going to be sick or something and then I wanted to stand up and go to the bathroom but then they said because they were still like going up I cannot stand up. And this, like, I cannot move just made it worse. This reaction my body had to to run and f go away with all the adrenaline. And then I was just, like, kind of stumbling over the people because, you know, before you faint, you start losing your vision and hearing. Like, everything kind of went black. So I kept on telling to the person um, I can't breathe and I can't see. And I was really, like, having this panic thing. So um, they moved away the people that were sitting next to my husband so I could lay down and put the like feet up because maybe it was you know the circulation yeah. and then they asked in the plane if there was a doctor and there was some we went to Thailand actually for our holidays so there was a Thai I person see. in the plane who was apparently a doctor but didn't really have a license or anything so he gave some medicine I was it was kind of weird <laughs> so he gave some medicine to my husband and said like if you trust me then you can give this to her but I cannot prove you that this is like what it is kind of conversation uh yeah so I didn't take the medicine and they were asking like if they have to turn around with the plane but we just said like we want to go and it's like six hours flight to Thailand from Korea so it was not yeah. short but still like I kind of like was calming down again and I slept a little bit and it was okay The going back was actually worse because I was so afraid that I will have another panic attack that I kind of pushed myself into this, like, you know, the flight back. Yeah, it was it was really bad. So the holiday was great. Just the flying thing is, is not cool. And because this happened, I am really afraid of flying now. Like, I developed this kind of anxiety um, of any kind of closed room. Like, it's not only plane. It's the mm. car, the taxi, the train. If I have to go to work in the train in the morning and there's too many people, I have to got, get off. I cannot stay in the train anymore. Mm -hmm. And like, this is an anxiety that developed um, in the last year, but I already have this for so much longer. So I didn't mm -hmm. realize that I have this, like what you would call anxiety, anxiety till like last year till that was like the peak of it right like the panic attack mm. was the peak of it mm. oh yeah and after that i was really like so it's it's quite funny that we're talking about this because the last um like half a year almost one year now uh i've been like reading up on mental health issues and anxiety and panic orders and all of these kind of things because i want to like find out what exactly it is and how to help myself and 
you know, the more you know about it, you know, you will notice when it comes. But at like at the yeah. beginning, it could also make things worse because you more you like try to focus your attention inward, the more you will notice like there's something wrong with me or there like why I cannot do this and all this like it's like a really bad circle actually. So every time now that I have to go with the car somewhere, like for example, if we go on a trip or whatever like it's it's actually like a happy thing you will go on a trip you will have some free time you will spend good time with your friends and everybody's excited and i'm the one that is crying in the car having like this panic this like feeling inside of something is wrong with me i'm like broken somewhere i cannot do the most basic thing thing right like taking the train in the morning or taking a bus from mm. the airport home this kind of thing is really hard for me now and like mm. explaining this to somebody else is also like i could never talk to my boss or yeah like this is not something you will just talk about because you feel ashamed of it in a way this is the thing i was saying like yeah. in germany i think it would be even worse uh trying to explain this to somebody here it like i feel more comfortable just like now last year not so much but now just saying okay this is hard for me maybe i need to take a break like if i ask you to pull over the car please do so because i need to get out and breathe and then i can go inside again and yeah it's just yes it's not being easy <laughs> like um i i'm really lucky that my husband is really understanding and um, he tries to help me a lot with these kind of things and he has like his own thinking about it so they, we talk a lot about these things and he helps a lot out but uh, yeah it's just crazy so I never never realized before that I had this anxiety in a lot of situations since I was very little actually so if I think back now um, there's so many so many times that I had some issue where I did not realize that that was like beginning of a panic attack or some kind of mm -hmm like mental stress that I was doing and it's yeah so now I know and now I can like look back and think like oh wow this has actually been going on for so long like as long as I can remember this this like one thing is I cannot go to the hairdresser <laughs> like that is not like mm -hmm. the since I was really small like I threw up already and I fainted at the hair salon several times when I was a kid so like like oh, really? six six wow. years or seven years, uh, yeah. You can ask my mom; she she will remember. So I will start sitting there, and I will be so anxious about how I don't even know the reason. But like before, I would always tell myself, you know, the air in the salon is bad because they dry yeah. and there's all the hairspray, so you can't properly breathe, and then. If, if you start like fainting or your blood circulation isn't going well, you will see, you know, like little stars in your vision. Mm. So when I would feel like this would be happening, I would ask them to give me like, you know, some Coke to have the sugar to help you with mm. the circulation. But now I just realized this is a panic attack. Like this is the beginning of you feeling so uncomfortable and you want to run away, but you can't because you're sitting in this chair, mm. right? And you get your hair cut and... Yeah, and just this mm. one time I actually had to run outside onto the street with the like hairdresser, the rope and the hair on one side still up because she did only cut one and I just threw up onto the wow. street. Yeah, and I was like maybe seven or eight years old, I guess. So, 
yeah, that was actually quite like a revealing moment for me that I realized that I am having this already for a super, super long time. And I never mm. really acknowledged it as some kind of like panic mm. or anxiety or whatever you want to call mm. it. So it's, yeah, it's really, it's been quite interesting to look back kind of like this. So the way I'm dealing with it now is like, I mean, I read a lot about it and I have some like audible books and this kind of thing I'm doing. I haven't really talked to like a professional yet because it's quite expensive um, in Korea. And I also feel like I'm not so sure if there will be so much help. Like it's, I don't, I don't really know. Like I, I'm not sure if they can fix it, you know, like this is very personal thing to fix. (laughs) I don't don't know. Um, Let let me chip in here a little bit. Um, first of all, thanks for for um, talking about yeah. it. I think it's it's quite hard to to put it into words as well sometimes, yeah. if especially if it's something this personal, and um, right. when you start to feel yeah, it's it's, it's my fault. I and I cannot really. Um, it's it's. I think it's hard to open up to to another person to really really talk mm-hmm. about it, and um, while I will get to it later probably as well with i have same like similar experience as well but for me it never went to a full panic mm-hmm. attack it always b- broke out like for me like sometimes it's if it hits me i'm in my room and i just cry by myself oh, okay like something yeah. like that so that that's my way of dealing with it or um of dealing with with like anxiety a lot in the past um but I never really, it never really came out for me in, in a way where I felt so uncomfortable that I needed to run yeah. away or um, I, I've always been able to, to push myself through this. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the way, so, so talking about um, a professional in, in this regard, I feel that what a professional does is they listen to your story and they ask specific questions that you could find out what you are thinking. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot, from my experience, um, and I don't know if you know, but my parents divorced like a couple of years yeah, back. Yeah, you told me about it. And um, that was very hard for me as well. And that led to, to a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and a lot of like personal issues. And um, even though you... you you're you're already an adult, right? Yeah, but and still. Your parents divorce, and you, you don't really feel that any of that should should matter to you. But it really, really, it it, it kept me in my house for month. Um, I wasn't able to to work correctly. I wasn't able to think correctly. I was just feeling down and generally really, really bad about it. So my um my reason about how to go about it was like, yes, let's. I will need to go to a professional because I want to make sure I don't get any big trauma from this. Yeah. And looking back at it, um, it was probably one of the best things that could have happened because I grew so much. It was a hard time, of course. Like um, It was hard, but I grew so much just through the experience that um, I really now count it as a positive experience mm-hmm. in the end. Like the the way I learned about myself just from my parents breaking up, and the way my 
my personal connections to people as well they were in fact affected my 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 own um approach to to life to to marriage in general yeah, was affected and i'm still even now to this day four years after it still working on it occasionally and feeling that um i have been not quite generally enough not not quite like come to the point where i'm over it i still sometimes think about like i i I have the problem um that i sometimes think take emotion out of everything Mm -hmm. right if i if i if i'm able to talk about it objectively um i stop feeling something for other people um so in a relationship that's really really hard and it holds you back a lot Especially if you're just talking about really deep-seated issues and really want to make everything good. And then the other person asks you, do you love me? And you're like, well, I would need to lie at this point. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not able to, to have an emotion in that point. Because I'm just removing myself so far that I'm thinking objectively about it. And thinking like, well, no, right now I don't love you. I don't like you at all. I don't even need anything of this. I can just be by myself or... Why is this even happening? Oh, right? I, I completely remove myself from it. So this is my fight with yeah. it. And this is how I get into it. But for me, what helped is, um, and I'm trying to figure that out re- recently as well, that it makes sense to, ha- if you're talking about an issue, to have someone point out, do you not think the way you think is weird? Mm-hmm. Do you not think this one thing is weird because that's the only thing you need. In the end, you will be the only person who could judge it and who can do anything about it. Um, you will... But what the other person, what, what a professional can do is they can help you. Yeah. So I have a, um, recently talked uh, about it with a friend of mine as well um, because you always say everyone has their own demons to fight, right? So... What I did, it I, I put it into a, a comparison in, in games, right? So you have to fight a dragon in your head, and everyone has their own dragon. The only thing I can do in your head is, if you if you talk in game terms, I can sell you health pots. <laughs> yeah. like you can you can drink something. Right. I can be the NPC that sells you a sword, a better right. sword that helps you out. Um, and but you still need to go and find and fight that dragon. Yeah, that's right. And nobody knows how it looks. Nobody knows where it lives. If it's Nobody really knows. And you need to do it. And you know you need to do it. It's like your quest. You are on this quest and you really need to go through it. You will do it one day. But um, what can happen is a professional, they can show you the way. Mm -hmm. It's like a map. You don't have a map before. But the professional gives you a map at hand. You can always look at, oh, the dragon is this direction. And um, I started to use this this analogy uh, uh, lately, like really like last month ago. And some friend of mine told me, wow, you are a genius. Why did you... Like, this is such a good analogy. Yeah, right. And I, I'm still starting to lean into it and feel like, yes, it actually really gives you that. And the question is, will you ever overcome it, right? Once the dragon is slain, will you be fine? Or will you still be the adventurer you are looking for other quests? Mm-hmm. You will probably be still on the lookout for something. But... If you at least have one trophy, if you at least have the head of the dragon in your house, you will feel better and be like, look, 
That's what I did. That's what I can do. I slain that dragon. So every other dragon that come will bring other experience and other fear with it itself. Like one might be breathing fire, the other might be breathing poison. <laughs> so you, you still you need to just, adapt to um, it and need to be scared. But you will have a trophy to show for how much you did and how much work you did and how much how far you came yeah. at that point. So um, I, I believe it's good um, to go to professional. So for me, it helped me as definitely. I went for two or three sessions, three th sessions I went. So two different people, three sessions. And um, I was a bad, like, I'm always a bad patient, but I went in it thinking, I don't think somebody ever needs this. And I was talking to the person and basically disregarding their own existence and saying, well, whatever you're doing is not necessary. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or it's not helping, so, like, but whatever. Yeah. Yes. And if you go into this, like, now... I'm thinking back and it's like, wow, how much did I really affect him and his work at that point, right? If you just went to someone, say to someone, you're bad, whatever you're doing is not mm -hmm. helping. How, w how will that make this person feel? Right? I never thought about this at the moment and um, I feel bad about it now. But that's why I'm, I'm much more behind it now because I think what that person did at that day, talking to me and pulling, pulling out these, these bad emotions yeah. I had, Like, I had big issues with, I am responsible for making my parents happy. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not. Yeah. No child should be responsible for making their parents happy. Right. But the way I was talking, the way I was thinking about it, that was in my head. Mm -hmm. I was responsible for it. And what the, what the professional did is he pointed me to that direction. I think, why are you thinking this way? Do you not think it's weird? Because in my head, I understood that it's not necessary. Yeah. I don't, I'm not responsible for making my parents happy. But you still felt like that and you didn't even know it, kind of. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think a lot of that is, is, is um, what we all have to, have to, uh, to become comfortable yeah with. i also like i i read several books about this topic now and um there's one that i was recently listening to and it's very interesting because they say like um your thoughts are not the truth like no you, what you're thinking is not 100 how the world is going or like you know there there there's sometimes you you think like one way But this is not, like, good for you. Like, you need to, f like, evaluate that or, like, get out of your head kind of thing. And I was really, like, thinking, this is so true. Like, I'm, I'm a person who thinks a lot and I live in my head and I make so many, like, scenarios and also, like, talk through conversations that will never happen in the shower, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> make up all these things. And before sleep, that is, like, yeah. one big thing. And think back on past conversations I had like I don't even know like 10 years ago and why would you do that that's just stupid that doesn't do anything it just mm. makes you feel uncomfortable and like blame yourself for for whatever thing so for me like one big part is like letting go and getting out of my head and just um also like I also always analyze other people and think like I know how they will respond like I will not do something because I think the other person will not like it. But I never asked them. Like, they, 
how can I know? That is just ridiculous. So this is actually a big thing that I noticed uh, through my relationship now. So sometimes I have like some ridiculous expectation to my husband and I never even expressed this. Like, how can he know that? Like, it's just, if I would have said something, he could react it in the proper way. But there's just, or you're like, you're like, what's the word? Piece of butt. Like, you're like pissed at something that hasn't even happened yet. Like, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's just so much like this. So I, I read this book and I was really like thinking about this, you know. There's like people with anxiety or people that have like some mental like stress or take stress very seriously, like being affected by stress strongly, do that. Like they they are like thinking this way and they think this is the right way, but it actually is not. So I, I get that when you're saying like, you know, the point, the person, the professional will point out like, why are you actually thinking like that? Isn't that weird? Like, this is weird. Then maybe I could also think like, oh, yeah, actually, this is stupid. Like, why would I think like that? This is the same when I sit in the car now. Like, I will sit in the car and I will sit there and I will think I will have a panic attack. No, 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 I'll be fine. Like, you know, I would talk to myself in my head, right? I would be like, no, 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 it's fine. You mm. can open the window. You're fine. Like, you're mm. so safe here. Like, all this, like, self-talk. But the whole, mm. like focus you have is on your body like is there some flutter in your stomach How, are you feeling dizzy like checking and feeling and then you're already so obsessed about it that you probably will have a panic mm. attack because you're so mm. you know like in your mind about it you're just waiting for it to happen and then obviously it will because this is how our brain also works right so um yeah yeah, it's very. We can talk ourselves into a trance. We can talk ourselves right. good, and we don't talk ourselves bad as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I always feel like, why, why do I have to go in such a negative direction? You know, do you know the law of attraction and like this kind of uh, like visualization like theory that is out there? Have you heard about it? The law of attraction is actually like if you um, have like positive affirmation affirmations affirmations like positive saying and yeah. um you focus on like things you want in your life then they will happen because your body has like yeah. the same like energy level and goes in the same like there's a lot of books about you know like auras and stuff like that so i don't really think that is like a thing but um what i meant is like you can make your body react into like as far as into a panic attack because of your thoughts like your thoughts and your brain will affect your body so strongly that if you would put all this energy into positive thinking and like the things you want to achieve or like connected to willpower as well like all of this you can do so amazing things like if i can have a panic attack because of my thoughts maybe i can achieve something great because of my thoughts as well like this should be this should be the, <laughs> the thing right Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, that's that's exactly you're pointing exactly out what what people should be more aware yeah. of. Um, if you're always talking to yourself and if you say I'm good, I'm happy, I'm happy, and always point out, it is shown like a gratitude diary, for yeah, example, yeah. will make you more grateful mm -hmm. every evening before you go to bed. Write down two, three things you are grateful for in your life, actually. and you will become <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, I'm I'm occasionally doing yeah. that as well, and it helps. It really points your your mind more towards positive thinking and i i see that um you're also a person that also overthinks things a yeah. lot 
So we're on the same boat here. Like um, people like this tend to be a little bit pessimistic. Of course, um, that's like <laughs> even though on the outside you might be perfect and you might be completely optimistic. Mm -hmm. It's still in the inside you're a little bit insecure and you're a little bit thinking about it and like oh will it really work out and you're a little bit worried. Mm -hmm. um, and optimistic people on the other hand they they think about it later or not think about it at all like oh well it happens so yeah whatever yeah. um and but you can you can push yourself in the in the right direction i, I believe yeah. i think so too just being aware of it and is like the first step like being aware that you are having all of exactly. this like energy wasted on thoughts that will not help you at all like you should yeah there needs to be a shift in your like process of thinking and if you figured that out like if you're aware of it then i think it's just a matter of time that it will actually get better and yeah can can be handled somehow yeah, yeah. and the mind really is it, at a certain point your brain can't really decide if something is real or unreal mm -hmm. that's right because if if you're looking at um um i recently listened to another podcast about a neuroscientist and he was saying they were doing tests um, putting people in VR goggles mm -hmm. and um, making them scared of something like having them dive with black white uh, with with great white sharks mm -hmm. or something and get attacked by them in the meantime or something like this so something that makes someone really really scared and the 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 stress reaction of the brain will be the same when you do it in VR, then if you, it's in real life, right, right, they don't because get it. Yeah, yeah, the brain cannot distinguish. The, the brain mm -hmm. doesn't understand if it's if it's real or unreal because the reaction will be the same. Your body still somehow thinks, okay, I know it's not real because I don't feel anything. But the brain can be so strong that it can push your body into f it feeling yeah. real, and suddenly you have from a VR experience have a real issue from it and be really set in this this fear fate of uh, what? Where's my words going today? Um, <laughs> In this fear, state of fear, and um, the same goes for like phantom limbs, right? Yeah, right. Like if you have a phantom limb, if you have your, your hand cut off or something, um, the brain also doesn't know. Like there, there's been like on YouTube, there's a bunch of videos of this this Indian professor who was talking. I, I back in the uh, while I was a student, I listened to a bunch of his studies because I found it really interesting. So what he said is, if you have a phantom phantom limb like he was doing in front of the stage like having a needle and pricking it into his hand mm. and the only thing stopping you um in from from this needle and this hand is your your skin because you see the other person and you're empathetic about it you see oh wow he's pricking his hand that might hurt and the only thing stopping you from experiencing that as well is your own skin because your brain signals to your own hand is it pricking? <laughs> but your your skin is coming back to you and saying, no, there's nothing wrong. You're all good. And then you say, oh, then it must only be this person. But if you're a phantom limb, you don't have yeah. that anymore. So what, what they did is tests with phantom limb people pricking their hand and they would feel it in their own hand that is not there anymore. It's crazy. It's yeah. ridiculous how much the brain really can do. Yeah. So if you're, if you're completely behind a thought and say, yeah, this is true it will become true for you. Yeah, it will yeah. become tr truth, right? Yeah. So. It's very hard to distinguish, right? Like, and it's also like, it's kind of scary thing to say, like you cannot trust your own thoughts. Like it's kind of scary to, <laughs> to realize that, you know, you're like 
circling down in your thought spiral is is just not a good thing right like you you like yeah. trying to get a step away from it and being like a little bit more objective or just saying okay calm down look at it again in 10 minutes you know like have have some some reaction to it in a different way that is this is just very scary because if you cannot trust your own yeah. mind then like who like how how can you make a proper decision or yeah, anything who can you yeah, trust very... who, who can you trust at that point if you can't trust yourself anymore what is there to trust right. and yes I, I really think that's that's a very interesting um, proposition there of yes can you trust yourself and but in the end I think that there's also a quite a positive solution to this right now and yes while you need to doubt yourself you also should consider that um, you have different opinions within yourself yeah and all of that you can find the correct you just through experience experience in life experience in knowing yourself that's why a lot of people say meditation is such a good tool and um, I got another story for that as well um, another thing I did after after parents broke up and uh, I had some issues there what I did I went floating, floating. do you know what floating is? in the is? water? floating well yes the word floating like the English word floating means you, you float on top of the water right yeah. or in, okay. in the water but what I went floating what that means is I went to a floating tank um, what that is, is, it's like a big bathtub and you have a very, very saline water in there. So you have very, very salty water in there and the temperature is ah, so you on can, the same like, temperature that your body is. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> exactly. So, so you lie on the water and you don't sink under and it's very dusty as well. So like it's very humid. You close the door and you're closed up in this one space. It's... You might think it's claustrophobic, but I don't think it's claustrophobic because it's quite big. You can still move around and you can put your, like, it's 2.2 times 2 meters or something, yeah. size of the, the, of, the, of the bathtub. So you can really, like, spread your legs, spread your arms and really feel free yeah. there. And the interesting thing what it does is it helps you or it, it, it makes you stop noticing where your body starts and where it ends ah, yeah, okay. because you lie down in and the water is the same temperature and the air is also the same temperature and everything is dark there's scary. no sound <laughs> it sounds isolated <laughs> yeah and you're just in this water and then lying there and suddenly nothing and when you listen you listen your breath your breath is like really rattling really loud like <laughs> and once you start to get over this because you're in there and I was in there for one hour. And once I start to get over my breath and stop concentrating on my breathing, my breathing got really low. I didn't notice the sound anymore because my, my brain blended it out. The next thing I noticed was my my heart. And I was listening to my heart. And my heart was like, boom. was so strong, always like, And I was feeling the blood rush from my heart all the way through to my fingertips. Mm. Something that you never in a normal day would notice at all. And what I was able to, to do with, with, with the help of, of the floating session, that one hour there, just by myself. And 
I was having like a it was like a meditation it was like a sleep it was like being hypnotized but it also was like super aware of after you take after like 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 you're on a psychedelic trip after you take mushrooms or something <laughs> like it was a mix of all of those Crazy. and even though everything was dark i was starting to see like things hallucinations a little bit um but i was really like feeling deeply relaxed and deeply um just within my mind just thinking about okay what could i do better to make this better right now and um like really strongly um productive like mindset as well so people say that hypnosis is one of those right because hypnosis is from you being veg very agitated very excited and sleep and that puts both mindsets both like the very big agitation and the, the sleep into one new like mindset yeah. in that point right um so you are you still have the benefits of being agitated so you can learn but you have the benefits of being asleep and being resting as well and that's kind of the i feel like what the floating tank did for me i was able to to think about things very objectively and very subjectively as well because that is necessary yeah i think the subjective and thinking is more necessary if you really want to get to the bottom of the whole like mental thing right like you need to you need to think about what you really want and why you have this like shut off or cut off of a specific emotion or something that like i don't know like holds you back or channels this anxiety feeling if it is anxiety i mean there's other mental things about like right there's not only anxiety there's other things yeah so oh definitely definitely finding out which it is is very very subjective and very like probably connected to parents <laughs> always like oh, i feel that is yeah, yeah like the major major thing Uh, yeah, so sometimes you don't really want to know, right? Like, you don't really want to know and you don't want to... I don't know, like, for me also, like, my parents are great and we have a great relationship, but still I feel like there's a lot of things that they, like, not pushed me into, but made these, like, first points that I just took into and that go against maybe mm -hmm. my personality or something that, like, started lots of these anxiety points. The thing Maybe is, so. most of that is is not really... The, the parents were always good for you. And you need to understand that as well. That, yes, your parents want good for you and they want to be the yeah. best parents. But nobody is. Right. Nobody is right. perfect. It's not their fault. And it's it's just, completely yeah. fine. Yes. I mean, you need. Uh, yes, it is their fault. But it is not their fault because they wanted it to be this way. Right. Like, they are trying their best. But even though they are trying their best, that doesn't make the things they did to you good. Yeah, that's just, just right. It's just still hard, something, right? They have their own like points uh, where they have like something they're good at and something they're not so good at, and yeah. then they will just give yeah. this on, right? Like even without their actual knowledge about it. So correct, right? And then I think this is why you need to subjectively like look at it and say like, okay, I know they did, they wanted well. But it did not go well with me or like this is the point where I felt, I don't know, like left out or some kind of emotion that triggers the other thing. Yeah, so 
Yeah, I guess this floating thing sounds really amazing. I, I mean, this is a little bit scary for There... me, like think, just thinking about the floating and, you know, like feeling the blood pump through my body and this kind of thing mm -hmm. can definitely trigger my like panic thing because the more like mm -hmm. you've, I would focus on the body, the more I would think about that something is wrong with me or like, <laughs> that just, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's really like a thing now. So, yeah, but I guess... Yeah, it sounds like a great experience to do and focus. If you're interested, you can always try it out because there's literally everywhere in the world there's floating places. I'll have a look at it. Um, I think in Korea they might be a little bit smaller, so it might <laughs> be harder actually for you. But I think you already made good progress as well. Like just the fact that something like that came out mm -hmm. and needed to come out is good progress, I think, for yeah, you. I think Because if you would have kept this all shut up in you for years and years, right. like, it would come out at some point, right? Yeah. And now, like... like how much... No, talk. How far, how far did you... Um, did you have the same issues while we were seeing, like, while we were in university together? How far do you think that, that already hold or held you back or you, you came towards this, like greater anxiety well actually like in university i so as i said before i didn't realize that i was having this kind of anxiety or something but i yeah. know that i always um overdo it in any kind of like setting so while we were in university you might remember i would work and study and have like social activities and i would go to every party and i would go to every party and be the next yeah. last person 5 a.m., it doesn't matter, go to work again at 9, I would totally, like, like put so much onto myself. And nobody told me to do that, right? Like, nobody would have been yeah. sad if I didn't go to somewhere or, I don't know, or, like, only had one job instead of three. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. I always felt the need to, to push through all of it and to, like, kind of... Like make make myself more special or like well not special in a way of oh I'm so special but like I can do this like I can do all of this and I will still be fun and I will still hang out and I will still be like the funny girl at the party and you know like this kind of thing so um, I think like lots of the like stress I get is through my own making so that is definitely something yeah can I can I suggest a thought I had right now? Sure. <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think it might make sense that the thing you're active in everything and trying to hang out with a lot of people and spending a lot of time was to stop your head? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thinking? yeah, I think so too. Like this is one of the things, and also um, I like since i was small the feeling of being left out is like a really strong thing for me so i would always do everything i would just do everything and then i don't have to decide decide right i don't have to decide between two friend groups because i will just do both and just you yeah. know like the make the decision making and actual like focusing on something at hand is just less if you just do everything and, you know, so yeah. I definitely think that is a big part. And then, you know, there's some issues with my weight, which was always like, it's a big part of the whole thing. And being overweight from like childhood is just 
not easy on anybody and makes your self-esteem low no. and this is just connected to all of it and I, I really know this now and I'm trying to fight it, right? But it's not going well. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, uh, no, on the contrary, I think it is going yeah. well. You're able to look at it more objectively. You're in a quite good space, um, I think, now compared to before. Because before you were just putting everything aside. You were just making all the efforts you had just to not think about the problems. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think like the growth is like just came on in the last maybe like two years, two or three years. I've been really actively changing a lot of things and uh, changing a lot of like my long time beliefs about not only myself, but also uh, other people. So just also sorting through like who's like real friend and who's not and what kind mm -hmm. of connections did I make only because of the connection instead of like what is actually good for myself you know these kind of things is very yeah, yeah what you just have to thought think about and yeah so I think like yeah the last two years was was really helpful in the personal development and then last year was just with the first job after university moving to a different like well not a new country but really moving to Korea like making this big yeah. step like leaving my family behind yeah. and my friends as well and just starting new and having the job that is not easy and you probably know as well like the working uh, situation is just horrible <laughs> like yeah. please do all the work all the time and <laughs> just have no free days and yeah it's just yeah. it was crazy so I think all of this together like lead to where I am now and yeah just kind of taking it step by step right so it's going in the right direction it's not not perfect yet but we see but yeah perfect is also a, a thing we should probably distance ourselves from because mm. perfect is is not going to happen yeah that's right um it just needs to be satisfactory for yourself so the sense of achievement you have and the way the goals you set yourself satisfy yourself with yeah. it and don't be don't be sad about it have have some gratitude towards uh, things you did and people in your life and how they helped you out and that you really have come a long way to um, from from where you started thank you for saying that so it's, it's, i think it's always like an um, amalgamation of, of different things and um it's hard for, for everyone also to, to, to realize that. And I struggle by myself as well still with it. Like after I moved into this house right now, I had month, like half a year of problems of, oh my God, I have my own house, I have my own table, I have my own thing. Yeah. Like I was feeling down for half a year because I was too materialistic for this world. Right? Yeah. Um, and... I don't know where that comes from, but that, that's not really a big issue for me now. Um, but like in the beginning, that was really hard for me to really deal with yeah. it, like having a car and having stuff, because I never had stuff. I never felt like I needed stuff. Yeah, and then suddenly, suddenly I had stuff mm -hmm. that I, I don't want to give away anymore, right? And now I kind of, because it's now like four years later, I kind of am over it. I'm like, yeah, well, I have it and it's good as long as I have it, but I don't need it. So I can really give it away. I can uh, sell it because next year I will be somewhere else and I want to be somewhere else and uh, or like in, 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 the, in the near future somehow. 
so I'm not really relying on, on my materialistic stuff anymore. But in the beginning, it was like a really big change to, to my, my student yeah. life, right? As a student, you don't have money at all. No, why would you? Right. And um, yeah, that was the, like like a big thing. Yeah. Um, I actually took some notes before, and I have two more questions oh, really? to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't know how to how to put them in between because you were on a, on a on a on a flow uh, well, right there, yeah. and I didn't want to want want to stop you because like it's a story people need to hear. Okay. Um, I, I don't think it's like everyone has the same issues at some point, right? But um, not many people talk about having panic attacks. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I, I mean, I, I will definitely ask you later, like, is it okay if I put mm. this online, right? But what you're doing at this point is, even though I don't have an audience yet, but you're putting a statement out yeah. there um, that not everyone would be happy with having out there, right? So, well, I, I personally think it, it's, it's quite necessary for, for more of these stories to come out and more people, like, to feel that every other person is a real person. Right. Once we, we look at how many thousands of deaths and how many millions people catching corona, and it starts to become a number, right? And that's not good. Mm. Like, we, we still need to think... And that's one of the big issues I personally have with Germany, that people looking outside and just completely taking out all the humanity out of everything. Like, oh, yeah, it's just the Koreans. Oh, yeah, it's just the, the foreigners. Right? Yeah. That's not it. Every person is a person. So really, it's much more nuanced than that. It's much more hard to... We shouldn't be just able to divide it into black and white. But we have the issue that... we have to divide it because our brain is just so small and we can't really keep everything in there that like is worthwhile having a nuance on so that's one of the initial thoughts where i think um having a podcast with international people is really yeah, good and helping absolutely. because i want more people to know what i experienced and what my friends experienced because and i have great friends you're one of those <laughs> like i have great friends i'm 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 not anybody to to complain through my life because i have great friends I don't know if it's because of me or <laughs> probably, huh? Probably. Why, but <laughs> yeah, like th that's, but that's the thing for me as well, right? Like you might think about like, well, yeah, you have good side for people. You you can really figure out who is good and who isn't. But is it really that? I think it's a matching. Like the moment uh, you meet somebody, like where you are at, where the person is at, and then where the next couple of like years go. Like with some people, you feel like a direct connection, and others, you just, I don't know. Sometimes you can be wrong about a person as well, right? I have some several friends where I was like seriously judgy before, and they're like really good friends now. So <laughs> that can also yeah. be like that. So um, yeah. But it's definitely true, like, there needs to be some diversity and just see how it's going. And the, mostly the people always say, you know, the friends you have when you were in your 30s are the ones that stay. Like, before, it can change a lot. Okay. But in your... Like, I heard this a lot. Like, if you... The, because that would be, like, where the most actually changes. You get married, you have kids. Like, there will be the big, like, life decisions. Your your job, your changing job. Yeah. So if your friends stick through this time, like, 20 and 30s, they will stay till... Yeah. yeah. Well, at least I heard like that. Today. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it, it makes sense, but um, it also has, I think, a lot of to do with if people are willing to, because if, if you have one person having children and the other person don't, like there's a big yeah. discrepancy between those because it's basically like two worlds. One person is still talking only about the child and what they are doing and whatever, and the other person is like, no, I want to travel here and this and that and that. Yeah. So I think there's big discrepancy between that. So if it can stay in this split, then I think it's it's a friendship that will continue. Yeah, yes. that's right. And yeah, I completely understand that. Yes, the because while you're a student, while you're out somewhere, while you're still traveling and learning, um, a lot of there's a much more changes than that you would get after you're 30 years old. 30 years old, you kind of know what you do, what you should do. You kind of know yourself better as well. You know what you like, what you dislike. So, um, yeah, I think that makes yeah. is part of it as well. But yeah. back to the yes. question. So Give me the question. Lately, I've been... Um, oh, yeah, let's start with the question. <laughs> um, I, I noted myself that you said it's weird sometimes that there's these small things I can't do anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was interested in, um, first of all, pointing out how weird that actually is. Right. <laughs> that our brain can hold ourselves hostage. Yeah. And that a small thing like staying in a car and being quiet for half yeah. an hour is not possible thing. yeah and and it's it's i think it's very interesting for us to realize that that we actually are not completely like invulnerable in a lot of things like that we all are just this product of, of our body and our head and that um we all have a small person inside of mm -hmm. us that is responsible for a lot of things in us, right? Like, if you look at relationships, a lot of times relationships break up because people are just too selfish or um, because they don't really tr start to accept and start to listen. Because the small person in their head is like, yeah, well... I'm not going to tell you, but I want you to tell me that you love me because I need it right now. But I'm not going to tell you so you don't yeah. know. I'm just going to say, no, don't talk to me. Right? <laughs> like, it also goes back to the same thing that you said. You, you expect other people to do something, but you never ask yeah. them. You never take their... Right. So you always take yours for yeah. granted. And that's... In my, in my, in my head, that, like, there's a small person still trying to control you in your head that that's like fighting and saying no i'm going to stop you now um yeah I, I wanted to point that out and i wanted to ask you what exactly was the feeling that you had when you felt like oh there's such a small thing i can't do what did it feel like and like actually do, do you, are you are you are you better now in a way do you think it's it is is helping you in a way that you realize that or do you think you would have just loved not to have this experience of 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 um like impossibility not have that feeling at all like, mm. well actually like go? for me there was like several things before where like for example going to the like hairdresser is like a, an example where i always struggled with and um i knew that i would struggle with this thing which is so normal for lots of people and uh i just can't do that 
like not not comfortably i no. can't do it but i'm not like enjoying this or i like i think lots of people just don't think about this at all they just make an appointment go there get their hair cut done and i have like yeah it just takes me a while <laughs> to, to actually get this started and yeah. go through it and um that was already for me an issue for like a long time so i don't really mind this so much but the traveling thing now that i cannot like take a bus Like, I'm really scared of taking a bus because you cannot get mm. out of the bus when you want to. That is, like, the issue. Like, yeah. I cannot go, like... So, if you think about, like, trains, like, the subway, there's lots of stations. So, it's very short time when the doors open. You can just leave. That gives me more security. So, I will be more comfortable knowing that I can just get out and take the next one. And I will, mm. for example, not be late for work or have to explain myself. Mm. it's different with buses and cars and planes obviously that's like the longest where you're just stuck yeah. but yeah. actually once the plane is in the air like for christmas i went home and um it was hard but it was manageable because you can walk around in the plane there's more space and it's something normal to do so it's this like mm. feeling of like panic and closeness is strongly connected to some kind of like social anxiety like people will look at you weirdly or uh, you're behaving like out of the out of the norm with like your whatever so this is all like not rational thinking it's not logical right like i'm making this yeah. in my head and i know i'm making it but it's very yeah. hard to stop and like step away from it so I would definitely love not to have this, right? Like this, mm -hmm. like since last year, this has really, um, like, how can I say, like influenced my life. And I would um, make several decisions based on, like, I would not do something because I know that I will feel uncomfortable or I would be scared of having, mm -hmm. like, to feel uncomfortable or have a panic attack. So I would not take the bus or I would cancel like going out with friends because I know we will be late and then I have to take a taxi home. And what if I throw up in the cab? What if I cannot leave? What if I faint in the bus? Like all these things kind of like, I would just not do it because of this. But since, since I came back from Germany, I think like at the beginning of this year, I'm really trying hard to not avoid the situation anymore. So I will do it. I will just do it. Like, this is also a big step for me to get better. Like, I will be, you know, like, I will yeah. take the train and I will take the bus and I will go with the car. And, you know, like, if, if I'm with somebody, if I'm with somebody I trust, like some close friend or my husband, it's much easier. Like, I will still feel uncomfortable, but at least I can express it. And I can say, let's get out here let's like take a break or let's stop somewhere or something like that and at first I didn't really want to do it because I would feel really ashamed like I would make an like I would inconvenience the other person and I would like you know it's also like a kind of vulnerable 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 I would be vulnerable, vulnerable. <laughs> oh my gosh yes yes <laughs> if, <laughs> if I open up to some words yeah, today it's really really hard um, to share this with somebody, like tell them, you know, like I'm getting a panic attack. This is really hard for me. And then I don't really want their reaction. Right. I want, I don't want them to look at me like I'm crazy or I have like an issue or they change their opinion about me because of this. 
if normally people think I'm strong and extroverted and funny and cool person to hang out and then suddenly I'm like, oh, sorry, I cannot take the bus because I'm scared. That is, you know, I don't want to look weak in front of others. Yeah, that's like a big part of the whole thing, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like lately and actually before the podcast, I was thinking about if I should share this. And it was really funny that you actually started talking about this kind of topic and not me. So I already thought about how far do I really want to put myself out there and share something so personal and mm -hmm. something that even like some of my close friends don't really know about. And I also know that not many people will expect me to be in this position. Like they will not think that I would be a person to have all this inner turmoil and this mental thing. Pretty sure about that. So, yeah, but still I felt like this is now a reality for me. Like I have to kind of live with this and I need to try to figure this out. So if people know about it, then maybe they will be more open about their own struggles and Till now, most of the people I talk to, which are all in our like age range, I would say like beginning of 30s, um, end of 20s, um, they have similar issues. Like maybe not as strongly that they need to go to see a professional or they have an actual panic attack, but there are so many people who struggle with mental problems or feel like they are stuck in a place and they don't know how to overcome this or they have like big trust issues in relationships and all these kind of things that are really connected to the mental status and your own like thought process yeah. so I was really surprised about it and this is why I try to talk open about it now on the podcast and maybe also on my social media later on I don't I'm not sure yet maybe yeah. <laughs> um, well You do you at the yeah. end. Like at the end, it's it's something as you said, very personal. So you don't really want. Yeah. Uh, if if you don't want it out there, you don't want Just it out I, there. But, I really. Um, yeah. I, let me. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say uh, other people who are on social media and share these kind of things is actually very helpful for me. So I have like several YouTube and also like Instagram people that I follow. There are some mm -hmm. professionals, but also like just individuals who share their process. And I feel like um, firstly, like sharing kind of not only the symptoms or like how you feel in the situation, but how you make it better. That is like the thing that's Like, like yes. saying, okay, there's something that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means you need to take certain steps to make yes. it better and work with it in your life so you can have the same quality as before. Because especially for me, the traveling, that is just ridiculous. Like, I love to travel. I lived in like yeah. four different countries till now. I move around a lot. And suddenly now the plane and the bus gives me like creeps. So it's very... Yeah. it's very hard for me to accept that this is happening right now and that this is like my new reality but I did and I'm trying to fight it and I'm trying to get better while just doing it and you know it's it's actually it's kind of silly to be so afraid of something like that because even if you have a panic attack you won't die right like this is like you will just feel uncomfortable and maybe faint or something but you will not It's it's not something like serious in a way of like a disease or something. You will you will be fine. Like yeah. this is just logically you'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Just you have to realize yeah. it's that. It's just your neurons. Yeah. It's just your neurons firing too hard. Your brain just having a meltdown at the moment, but it will be be getting yeah. better. Yeah. It definitely. feels like 
hell, and but it will be okay. <laughs> this is just yeah, what I'm trying to to figure out now and just go through and yeah, get better that way. Yeah. I let me um for whatever audience I have appeal to them like if anybody out there is feeling similar or the same issues, I would love to hear from you. And um, I'm pretty sure if you have a story to share, um, that is also always a story to share with other people. So I could share it with Karina as well. Yeah. And um, just anything, any kind of information will in the end help out anybody. Right. So that's why I think it's, for me personally, it's it's very important that we did talk about mm -hmm. something like this. And it's, like you said, it's weird. It's weird that I talked about it. But that also shows that, first of all, a lot of people have the same issues or similar issues. And second of all, that sometimes um, it is necessary to talk to people in a long-term format like this. How many people do you sit down with and talk for two or three hours? Yeah, not really, right? There's no time and See? no... Yeah. Everyone is just on SNS, on, on social media, just 10 minutes here, 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 here. Nobody is really sitting down. And once you sit down, that, that's what I noticed from starting this is a lot of people really love to do that, actually, mm. and love to sit down and to have a long-term conversation and really talk about something they, they themselves are not really sure about either. Right. So um, it, it helps really like go through this mess in the head and just entangle a little bit of it. And um, it helps me at least, uh, definitely, as well. So... Um, yeah, that was the one thing. I maybe maybe there's somebody out there that um, this help. Maybe um, they want to help someone as well, and I would love to read them from them. And um, yeah, I don't have any comments, or I just have put my email address out there. I hope there's not much spam coming in, but uh, we, we'll see about this. I'm 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 still a newbie to this, so um, maybe over the next years it will get better. Yeah. You also touched on a very interesting point of motivation of having other people on Instagram that you can look at. And I got two comments to that. First of all is, while I think motivation is always good, I think it's always subjective. So you can look at different people do different things, but in the end, you never need what they need. You always need something that is just subjective to you. And what you can use them for is trying to, to push you in the right direction, trying to to find a way through the help of other people motivating you. But I don't think you can just take, oh, this is what this person did. I take this and it may be better because it won't. Because you will have your same situation. We're all individuals in the end, right? Mm -hmm. So we all need to work on ourselves. We can't take, take strength from other people. We can't take advice from other people, but we can never do everything this exact same thing and it will work because it won't and that's what a lot of people also need to start realizing that um it's not a one it's a step-by-step -step thing that you can follow yeah. and realize like if someone says you need to do med one hour meditation every day and then you need to get up early morning and run for 10 kilometers while it worked might have worked or helped that person that might not be the thing for yeah, you yeah definitely that's like they there's the saying you know there's not a one cure fits all kind of situation. Yeah, Definitely. you need to figure out what works for you. You need to try out and see and com 
prepare like what it give you know like different so i know just like for example for me meditating is just not a thing like it's just yeah. not doing anything for me i i will feel agitated i will feel this is a waste of time i'll just get really annoyed <laughs> so it's not it's just not working for me but what is working is like morning pages writing down thoughts like just having the mm -hmm. writing as like a thing that just gets it out there the same as the gratitude well i try that but mostly it's about food which is like really like what are you thankful <laughs> coffee and like waffles and what i had in the day so it's very very sad to read <laughs> My gratitude is full. Oh, it's great. All the yummy things in the world. <laughs> just makes me happy, yeah. So, <laughs> but morning pages or just like writing down um, helps me a lot and is uh, also really interesting to read again, like after a week or something or even a month. If you read it again, mm -hmm. it's just like you're like, what the, what were you thinking at that what time? What was like, I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. So I definitely recommend that to some people. Could be good. But yeah, other people might be annoyed with the writing. There's too much to do or they're too lazy. Yeah. So meditation works better. There's yeah different things you can do and exercise. If you talk to my husband, exercise is the cure for everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely. Like, I, 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 would, I, would, I would say the same yeah. thing. So, it's exactly like there's this weird, weird feeling after you've done your training, after you, you just relax and chill out that feeling after that it's just so much better than anything else uh, well i personally feel like that like in in japanese there's the word you know you probably know kenja time kenja time no i don't yeah that's the time after the orgasm <laughs> really <laughs> i didn't know that word yes yeah, sorry <laughs> and kenja yeah. kenja kenja is the is the uh wise person oh i get that so yeah. Yeah, like, but it's still, um, well, that is a good feeling. You, I still, after after a good workout, it kind of, I wonder, I'm always wondering why the, the feeling after workout just leaves your mind completely clean. But that is clear. like the, you know, the endorphins that get, like, put out the hormones and the things, you know, your brain is focusing on something not thought-related, so it can, like, yeah. reset. And there's there's a lot of studies about this. It's very interesting. So, you, you know, yeah. like, I mean, the podcast people don't know, but my husband is, like, a sports graduate, so he studied, like, sports everything basically and <laughs> it's very like <laughs> very sure that any kind of mental physical whatsoever issue you have in your life you can fix when you exercise so that is like really his yep. basic um yeah attitude and uh, i have to agree as well like there's definitely lots of benefits not only like health wise but also for your self-esteem and posture and like any kind of thing so um yep. yeah that is definitely definitely true and uh, we are also training much more at the moment than we did before so we're trying to integrate more like well let's say slow paced exercise like not going hardcore with the weights mm -hmm. but just like taking walks mm -hmm. and um, Seoul has a lot of oh, yeah. like mountains so if you take a walk you will probably go hiking at the same time and <laughs> it's just it's pretty cool so and that helps like it helps on one side to uh, like clean off your head just even if it's just a walk like get some fresh air get out of your head and then also like spend time together which I also think is a big 
big part of like the mental health, like having someone around you, even if you don't talk, like just being together and doing something that's, yeah, it's just cool and helps a lot for, especially someone with anxiety like me. I, I, it's like my, my rock, you know, like my, per, my thing that I can just take around and feel safe. <laughs> that's great. So, um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty amazing. But yeah. I don't know what we started with. I just kind of lost the train. Well, yeah. we started. No, that's completely fine. Um, I was on the way to ask another question, but we were talking about different things. So I, I wanted to ask is, um, lately I've been thinking about the concept of over-motivation. Oh, yeah. So what I mean by that is that you can listen to too many things that motivate mm -hmm. you, and that's why you will get down again. Yes and be less motivated yes, what do you think of that because I'm, I'm still trying to get my head around it and i'm lately just starting to think like while i think it's good that people put in, uh, uh, like motivational information out there i also think that some of the anxiety nowadays is coming from yeah. the fact that there's too much information out there and that everyone's feeling like oh yeah everyone's doing that just me yeah not. Right, right, right and then feeling there's, down again like what what, what do you think yeah, about that connected to that there's uh, over positivity that is like a thing as well like you need to be always happy you should take you should always strive to be the best version of yourself i've heard this so many times now on so many channels mm. and like influencers mm. use this like spend your time with you know the seven highly effective people and what the ceo whatever yeah. like wake up at 5 a.m and be productive all the time and yeah so great oh, yeah. you know like <laughs> but this puts a lot of pressure on lots of people i think and i feel like um this is the same as the over motivation right like you should do this you should do that you should fix it but sometimes it's okay to just realize that there's a problem you don't need to directly fix it you need to yeah. let yourself feel an emotion and be like okay right now i'm sad i want to have ice cream and cry then just do that like seriously <laughs> this is like <laughs> exactly. you want to feel so much better after this and this is like this thing that like yeah it's it's very Two, two points, right? You need to try to find a balance without stressing about it. Just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm really in the whole, like, healthy lifestyle, fitness lifestyle, all of these kind of things connected to mental as physical health. And I'm really kind of obsessed with this kind of content on any kind of social media. So um, there's a lot of people who try to do this. And I can understand watching these videos and trying to better yourself, uh, you will feel like you will have a better life if you try to follow this path. But I feel like the most real people on social media will tell you, like, listen to your body. If you're tired, go to sleep. If you're, like, angry, go and punch something and or go for, like, you know, let out steam. And you need to try to figure out what works for you. Like you said before, you do you. That is the most important thing. And if you feel and if you have, like, a mental issue then of course it is great to listen to podcasts and get the information. But sometimes if you have too much information, it can make it worse. So just like the relaxing and trying to take time and acknowledging what is really going on is much more important than to listen to some YouTube motivation video or whatever and just trying to follow these things. And then you will feel like, why is this not working? Like I'm doing everything the person tells me. Why am I still messed up? Or, you know, doing this like 
safe ju self-judgment, like judging yourself compared to something that's out there or like if you read a book and it says you do these seven steps and you will be skinny and you did it and you're not skinny, then you will feel like something is wrong with you and it will make it worse, right? So just being more rational, I guess, about these like advices and just know where you are at the moment to know where you have to go kind of thing. And if you're lost, that's fine as well. Like just the accepting is a big part, I guess. I don't even know if this is all like making sense, but I just feel like it's really difficult, right? To put into words how everybody is so different and different position in the life and just, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have a clear answer to your question, but my opinion about too much motivation is definitely that having a break from social media or these kind of things where you get the information from is definitely useful if you feel stressed out about it. If you're only getting positive vibes from it, great, do it. But if you're feeling like, yeah. okay, this is too much or this doesn't work. And I feel like the, the thought something's wrong with me is like the big red light. Like if you start thinking something's wrong with me because I cannot do like that or something, then just to stop this is not true you're fine there will be an answer in your way for your body for your type for whatever is the problem and yeah just that's my thinking <laughs> yeah i like um i don't think i could have said it in any better way so because it's such a difficult difficult issue and I think you touched on all, all the correct problems there. And believe it or not, we just went two and a half hours. Crazy! <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to continue or do you want to slowly start shutting yeah, down? Yeah, let's shut down because actually I get some messages all the time being like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, thank you so much for having time. Thank you for having me. Um, and... It's been a while since we talked as yeah. well, so um, yeah, probably about how much do we talk? Probably once a year or so lately, but yeah, not I really that much anymore. Yeah, maybe I think like la at the beginning of last year, before I went to Korea, we met, and when I came home Christmas, I think we couldn't make the time. So it's been yeah, over we a make year time, yeah. that we probably talked. Some might be. Um, That's not too and bad again. Especially with Corona right now. Yeah. With Corona right now, everything is just becoming like one mess. That's so right. the the time time also just starts to work different. Right. But yeah, again, thank you so much for being on. Um, is there anything I could uh, I could put on on the podcast like your Instagram or something? What you want listed? Is there anything you want to tell anybody? Oh uh, yeah, actually, um, like then Insta you have the time Instagram now. is fine, and uh, I think I sent you the link to my Insta already, so you have it, and you can put it. Yes, I think. And so. actually, uh, I'm planning on studying YouTube. <laughs> so studying YouTube. Yes, yeah, so I want to I want to start YouTube connected to. Um, oh, start. Yeah. yeah, so I haven't I haven't really like I have the camera and I need to start shooting and I'm really Ooh, trying to to do that because I think that's. Yeah, so that's why actually the podcast was such a cool idea because I'm always like thinking about YouTube, but podcast is actually quite cool as well. Maybe I will get into that. <laughs> Not sure yet. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Give. 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 If I have give something, give me the, the information will, if you have them. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's going to be like concerning about 
losing weight, living in a foreign country and like cultural differences and like there's a bunch of lifestyle things that is kind of oh, what yeah. I want to do and also cool. yeah and Seoul is just such a great city so showing a bit of Seoul and the life here is cool and if some people are interested maybe some art stuff I'm not sure yet <laughs> we see Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, we didn't even get to right. talk about that at all. Like one, one of the points I have listed here, I want to talk to you about is like the art stuff. Yeah. But, well, we went two and a half hours without. But I can come back again maybe next month or so. So far. Yeah. Next time. I mean, if, if you feel like it, I have the system in place, so sure. I can. Um, you're always welcome as a guest again. Yay! Let's do that. Yeah. So again, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you as well. So, this is a first me trying to do an outro. This episode is sponsored by nobody. It's just me, and I'm producing this in my free time. I generally hope that everyone who is listening really enjoyed that episode. And if you are interested, please send me an email on my email address at beingwithmyself.com at posteo, P-O-S-T-E-O dot org. Once again, being with myself at posteo.org. Thank you so much for listening.